Today's show is brought to you by Honey. Honey is a free browser add-on that automatically applies the best available discounts to your online shopping carts. It's free and easy to use. Just go to joinhoney.com real to download it today. Today's show is also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ziprecruiter.com real. And our last sponsor today is also brought to you by stamps.com. Get a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale when you go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Enter the code LASTS. What I constantly hear from women is exactly what you're saying. We get burned out. We get stretched Mm -hmm. thin. And I really believe that good enough is good enough for almost everything. You know, that we do not have to be killing ourselves to have this like Pinterest perfect Mm -hmm. house and meals every night and vacations, you know, like Mm -hmm. I think that we spend so much time on things that don't really matter. And I know this is something that you believe as well. And so instead, we really work hard to focus on the things that matter, the people that matter. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about exactly that every single week, real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had, some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things, and maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Today I am so excited because a dear friend, Jessica Turner, is on wanting to interview her. Her book comes out this week, Stretch Too Thin, um, How Working Moms Can Lose the Guilt, Work Smarter, and Thrive. And she is just a sweet friend. We love them so much. Her husband writes children's books, and we they're some of our favorite children's books that my kids love. And so it is just such an honor to have you on today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. It's really the honor is all mine. I respect the work that you and Jeff are doing and you guys have encouraged our own marriage so much and so many people just around the world that we just love seeing how God is using you. So I'm honored to be here. Oh, thank you. And you wore your Aloha, sh- well, kimono, not shirt. You're like extra fancy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wore a little <laughs> kimono that I felt like looked very Hawaiian because I was talking to you and I wish I were in Hawaii. So this is like the next best thing. I love it. And you guys are in Nashville, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's that- hot here, but we have no beaches. Yeah, that's true. What do you guys, where do people go on vacation there? Do they go to the beach? Somewhere? Usually like to the Gulf Coast, which okay. is, you know, seven to nine hours, depending on where exactly you go. Mm-hmm. So whether that's Alabama or Destin, Florida Panhandle, that's yeah. where we like to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, and you have three kiddos that I, I are they, do. is your oldest 10 now? He's just turned 11, Alyssa. 11. You have like, is that preteen? I feel like that's in in Nashville. 11, you know, is middle school. Fifth grade is middle school. Oh my, really? So he's 11. And then my little girl, Adeline is eight. She's in third grade. And then our little one, Ezra is four and a half. So he's in pre-K this year. Okay. Oh my goodness. They just grow up so fast. It's so fast. I know. Um, 
Okay, so why don't you, for those that um, your name is new to them or maybe have heard a little bit about you, why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit, tell us about your family and what you do, your work, and how you started writing books. Well, you were so gracious and kind of introduced my people already. So my husband, Matthew, and I have been married almost 15 years. So it'll be 15 years in October. And he writes full-time and does photography and does nonprofit work with World Vision. I work full-time outside the home doing content strategy and social media for a large healthcare company here in Nashville. And I've been with the company for eight years. And before that, I was at an ad agency for seven and I also blog. I started blogging in 2006. So I'm a total dinosaur in the <laughs> blogging world. I've been doing it forever before like there even was social media. I was blogging and um, now do book writing and speaking uh, in addition to my day job. So it's full. I work a lot, but I really love the work that I do. And I also create a lot of space to take care of myself and take care of my family. So people will sometimes look and say, you work so much, but really I'm just very efficient with the work that I do. Mm -hmm. Which is amazing because I feel like, I mean, even for stay-at-home moms, I feel like it's so easy to get burned out and like create time for yourself and not be as efficient. So how did you get to that spot where you can be efficient and not get burned out? Well, I do still get burned out, right? Mm -hmm. Like they say you write about what you know. So <laughs> Stretch Too Thin was written from a place of experience because it was something that I have experienced at various points in my journey as being a working mom. But when I set out to write about what I know, I thought, you know what, what I constantly hear from women is exactly what you're saying. We get burned out, we get stretched mm -hmm. too thin. And I really believe that good enough is good enough for almost everything. You know, that we do not have to be killing ourselves to have this like Pinterest perfect mm -hmm. house and meals every night and vacations, you know, like mm -hmm. I think that we spend so much time on things that don't really matter. And I know this is something that you believe as well. And so instead, uh, we really work hard to focus on the things that matter, the people that matter and pouring our mm -hmm. energy into that and, um, and, and doing good work and being proud of the work that we do, but knowing at the end of the day, that isn't what is going to define our lives. It's the people mm -hmm. that we have birthed and are caring for and the people, you know, in our communities and in our families. So I set out to write this book to kind of encourage women right where they are. They're feeling stretched too thin and like they're barely hanging on, that they're not alone, that we all feel this way. But here's maybe some practical tips and tools and ideas that you can maybe apply to your own life. So as you know from reading the book, it goes through all the biggest pain points. I surveyed mm -hmm. 2,000 working moms because I didn't just want it to be my story. I think that's really important that it speaks to women in a lot of different ways. Women like you who work from home, women who work part-time or full-time inside the home, outside the home and said, what are the things you're struggling with? And it was universal. We're struggling with self-care. We're struggling with managing our homes. We're struggling with mm -hmm. making time for our marriages and pouring into our spouses and um, boundaries at work, all of these things. So I go through all of those things and kind of unpack, okay, where are we feeling stretched too thin and how can we turn that on its head and really start thriving in that area in our life? Yeah, which is so good. And I feel like, I mean, I could see this in my life with work, um, which is pretty, you know, minimal as far as hours go but even adding a third baby in I feel like putting our marriage as a priority is hard because three kids under I mean now Kinsley's five but three kids under four it's kind of like <laughs> drinking from a firehouse and you're like what's <laughs> happening <laughs> 
Uh, and, and, you know, I, I don't minimize that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really important to recognize when you are in a season where you're going to be more stretched too thin than you are maybe in a different season of your life. Like, recognize that this is a season, and so what do we need to do right here and now to make some changes so that I can still be healthy, so that I can still be thriving? Because it really is that oxygen mask philosophy that they say in the airplanes, you've got to put your own on before you take care of the baby. You've right. got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of everyone and everything else. And mm-hmm. I know that in those times when I'm really stretched too thin and I'm really overwhelmed and stressed, that has a massive negative ripple effect on my work, on my marriage, on yeah. my kids, on my mm-hmm. home, on everything. So it, it isn't selfish to take care of yourself. It's actually the most important thing that you can do. I totally agree. So for women that maybe that's a new concept to them or they know about it, but they just don't implement it, what would your word of encouragement be? And then how do you um, personally fill yourself up? I think my encouragement would be that you can start small, that Mm -hmm. this doesn't have to be a massive overhaul, that you can literally just look for 15 minutes that you can take for yourself. My friend Mm Stacy Julian once said to me, how you spend your five to nine determines how you'll spend your nine to five. And that really stuck with me that like, if I take care of myself first and make some good choices at the beginning of the day, that's going to carry me through. And usually the morning is the biggest opportunity for women to make time for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't have any meetings, you don't have to take kids anywhere. So maybe just wake up like 15 minutes early and don't start looking at email. Don't start folding laundry. Instead, you know, just take some quiet time for you or go for a walk or do some reading or some journaling, whatever that thing is, that's going to really fill you up. Start your day with that. And then you can build on that. In my first book, the fringe hours making time for you. It's all about how to find those little pockets of time. And mm-hmm. I tell you, we have them. We absolutely have right. them. It's just how we're using our time. So mm-hmm. be encouraged to know that that time is available. You just need to find it and harness it for yourself and don't feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your second part of your question, how I do that morning is a huge one for me. I wake up before my kids and usually have 45 minutes to an hour and a half to myself. And I, do writing. I'll go for a walk. I'll do reading. I'll take care of myself in that way. Um, I'll usually do a little work as well, just because I am, I do have an online business as well as, you know, a nine to five day job. So I'll usually do a little bit of work in there, but I can't just do work or I find that I am feeling really overwhelmed. And then I'll be honest, I love a good bath. And so a couple mornings <laughs> yes. or evenings a week, I'm, I put the kids to bed and then I literally don't come downstairs. I'm like, I'm just going to take my book upstairs and take a bath and I'll just mm-hmm. take a 30 minute bath and read and just kind of quiet myself um, at the end of the day. And that really makes a big difference. I also am really big on scheduling things so that I'm forced to do them for myself. And what I mean by that is I'll schedule an appointment with my trainer at the gym, or I will schedule a monthly massage and I pay for a monthly massage so that I'm forced to take it, right? Like I've Mm -hmm. paid that money. So I I know that my body needs that and I just make make that appointment or I make that doctor's appointment six months in advance or a year in advance so that it forces me to take those breaks in my day, in my week, in my month to take care of myself and my body as well. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break to tell you about one of this week's sponsors. And this is a really, really cool new sponsor that I actually am using in my own life after they reached out and I heard about them and that is Honey. 
super, super cool. What Honey is is a free browser add-on. I use it on Chrome. Um, that's where they have the add-on extension that finds me the best deals, coupons, and all these different things online. What's really cool is it's natively integrated into your browser and magically just auto-applies the best deal to your cart at checkout, basically anytime you get to the checkout. Uh, and they just find the discounts, they hunt for them, and they use them and give them to you on over 37,000 sites, Amazon, Sephora, Best Buy, Nordstrom, and more. It's super, super cool. I love them. I literally just <laughs> was on Amazon looking for some uh, Nest cameras. If you guys are familiar for, with those, we use those in our house for our security. And it was $296 for like a, a, a two pack or a big set. And then all of a sudden, boom, click the honey button and $277. Uh, and so it's, just, it's, it's instant. It's awesome. It's super easy, which I absolutely love. Some cool stats about them is they have saved its 10 million members an average of $28.61 for each person and like I just said I got 20 bucks just in that one click. Honey members have already saved more than 800 million dollars total which is super cool. Uh, they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store and it's basically uh, free money at some level. So we want to hook you guys up so there's really no reason not to use it. Uh, it's free to use, easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. Uh, so you can shop with confidence and you can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com real. Again that's joinhoney.com slash real. So Honey, the smart shopping assistant that saves you time and money when you're shopping online. That's so good. And I want to say too, like your family, we really look to too. I feel like you guys are a team. You and your husband like love each other and you pour into your kids together. And it's not like you guys are all fragmented and, um, you know, like all doing your own thing. So how do you guys... Um, real quick, just like really make your family a team thing while you're still working full time. Both of you have things online. How do you guys integrate that as a family? It is a lot of communication. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is so key, right? That we know what everyone's doing, where everyone is going. Uh, we also regularly are talking about is this too much and are okay to make changes even in the midst of something. I think a great example is in the spring, my four-year-old Ezra was on soccer for the first time. Mm -hmm. And Elias has been been playing soccer since he was four. Adeline's been playing it since she was three. Like we're a soccer family. And Ezra has wanted to play soccer since he could walk. Well, he hated soccer. He <laughs> cried every oh, Saturday. Buddy. He didn't want to go. And it was becoming just very stressful. We were looking for reasons to not go. And so we just said, you know what, this isn't working for our family. This isn't working for Ezra. We can see it's causing him like emotional stress every mm -hmm. Saturday. And he's four. We do not not need to keep doing that. And so we're, we're okay to say, you, you know what, this isn't working, we're just going to stop. And um, I think that is a really good thing to learn. And honestly, Matthew's better at it than I am. I, I'm like, we committed to it, we need to do it. It took right. me a little <laughs> longer to be like, okay with it. Mm -hmm. But the reality is the team doesn't need him if he's crying on the sidelines every week, right? <laughs> right. Um, and he's not going to remember it. Like there was no good reason for him to keep doing it. And that might seem like a kind of a trite example. But I, I think being okay with change mm -hmm. and being okay with saying no, we're really good about saying no to things, recognizing that we need space saying that just because this is a good thing doesn't mean it's a good thing for us right now mm -hmm. and I think that can be hard too to mm -hmm. be okay with saying no to a good thing totally but, uh, 
we've really learned that you never regret saying no, but mm-hmm. you often will regret saying yes. So to only say yes to the things that are really life-giving, that really matter, that we're really excited about and enthusiastic about and not saying yes to the things that we just kind of feel like we should. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I think being willing to call each other out on things as well. Uh, I am somebody who's very quick to overcommit. I'd like to be doing a lot of stuff. And sometimes I can't see that I need more space. But Matthew can see that for me. Mm-hmm. And he'll say, you know, you don't need to say yes to that opportunity for your blog, or you don't need to say yes to that speaking opportunity, even though you really like speaking, it doesn't make sense for our family right now. And so being comfortable with one another calling each other out on things, I think is also yeah. really helpful healthy and it's been really helpful for us and I think really good for our kids to see as well. That's so good. And I think a lot of us, probably more so women than men, struggle with saying no. And I think on another side note, it is so cool when you are married because I feel like the Lord joins you together and my weaknesses are Jeff's strengths and vice versa. And so I love how you guys, you speak into each other and you work as a team knowing what your family can handle and what is wise and what isn't wise. And I think different seasons, you can say yes to more things than other seasons. So being really wise to say no is such a um, wise thing, but also it takes practice, I think. And the more that you get used to saying no and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, okay, (laughs) this is good for us and our family. Um, That's really good. Okay, so Can I add one more thing, Alyssa, real quick Mm -hmm. before you go on that I wanna be sure to say. So many women will say to me that they don't have time for themselves. So the mm-hmm. easiest thing for them right. to cut from their schedule is themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just the easiest thing to say no to. And I think it's really important to model self-care for your children children, Mm -hmm. right? Like they need to see you exercising. They need to see you going out with friends and making time for community. They need to see you doing things that bring you joy, that light you up, that are your own God-given creative talents. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think having a spouse who encourages that is really life-giving and uh, just adds another layer of training for our kids. Mm -hmm. And something that I couldn't appreciate when I first became a mom, but I can really see that now is making a huge difference. And so know that when you're taking care of yourself or when you're encouraging your spouse to take care of themselves, you are doing a great service to your kids in saying that your passions matter. And I see that my passions matter and I need to make space for that. And that is good and healthy. And that is not something that should be pushed to the side, that that's something that we're going to make space for and give life to. And I think that's something that has been a, a journey for our own family and something that Matthew's been really great at is encouraging me and me encouraging him to make the time for that. Yeah, it's so good. And I um, sense this from your book too. Do you feel like women who work outside the home or maybe have a full-time job, is it harder for them to have self-care because they are gone and then when they get home, they're like, no, I need to be with my kids now. So do you feel like that would be harder or not necessarily? And then like, how would you encourage them in that? Yeah, there, a lot of women cited that specifically in mm-hmm. the survey that I conducted that they said, you know, I feel like I've been gone all day. I can't go out with my friends at night because I haven't seen my kids all day. Here's the thing. We are with our kids thousands and thousands and thousands of days. Like <laughs> it does not matter if a couple nights you are not with them in the scheme of their life. Like my mm-hmm. kids are never going to look back on their childhood and think, man, my mom wasn't there for me. 
because I went to book club six times a year, right? Like it's just <laughs> right. not really a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage women to look at the big picture and see all the time that they are with their kids. There's actually been a lot of research done. Harvard had a study a few years ago that it said it really wasn't the quantity of time that you're with your kids. It's the quality of that time. Mm. So when I'm with my kids, I want to be really present with them. So when I get home at 530 till they go to bed at eight, I'm not on my phone. I'm not on Instagram during that time. Mm. I'm not doing stuff that's taking away from that time. I'm really present with them. I'm the one doing stories most of the time and and that sort of thing because that's valuable to me and that time I know is minimal because I am away from them, you know, 40, 50 hours a week. And so I think just think about it in that perspective. If you're feeling guilty about that or you're concerned about that, think about the time you have with your kids and be fully present with them. Be intentional in the time that you have so that then when you're away, you can also be fully present in that way and they're going to be better for it and you're going to be as well. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of this week's sponsors. Again, that is ZipRecruiter. You know we love ZipRecruiter. We've talked about them before. And if you are a small business owner or anyone who has to hire, you know hiring is challenging and it's difficult and it's hard to find qualified candidates. It takes a long time and all these different things. And that's where ZipRecruiter comes in. They send your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, they scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. It's really, really awesome. They're so effective actually that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Super cool. So right now I want to hook you guys up. You guys can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive uh, URL. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash real. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash real, R-E-A-L, ZipRecruiter.com slash real. Okay. So how do you and um, your husband spend time together? Like how do you, and how do you carve out time? And then how do you make that time intentional and meaningful? Because, you know, I feel like when you're married and you have kids and you're working at the end of the day, I'm just really exhausted. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put my PJs on and I don't feel like I have much to give right now. So how do you, how have you guys learned to really connect and be a team and put your marriage first and, um, And how has that looked in different seasons of your life? Well, I think in certain seasons, it hasn't looked as good as it has Mm -hmm. in other seasons, right? Right. Like there's Mm -hmm. certainly seasons where you are more tired, where you've got a baby and you're up during the night and, you know, or you're really busy with work and your schedules are different. Um, And and so I think during those seasons, again, we recognize that they're seasons, but we also then fight to be more intentional where, Mm -hmm. again, that scheduling thing for me, I'm an Enneagram eight, if you can't tell. Okay, I was wondering. Let let me go ahead and schedule that date night or, Mm -hmm. you know, some people have find that it works really well for them to have kind of like a reoccurring thing. Like the first Friday of every month, we're going to go out. And so that works really well for us. We like to go see live shows because we're in Nashville. So we'll always have some dedicated shows that we know we're going to that Mm -hmm. forces that. Um, And, you know, I think it's just recognizing, hey, we haven't spent a lot of time together. You know, I'll send Matthew a text and say, hey, tonight when the kids go to bed, let's cuddle up and watch a show together. You know, sometimes it's just Mm -hmm. as simple as that. I also think that planning at least for my personality type, can kind of help reduce the wonder of if tonight is going to be a night that we're going to connect. It, you know, Mm -hmm. is is tonight a night that we're going to be able to carve out some time if we can know that, you know, on Sunday evening, we've got a show that we watch. And so like every Sunday night, we know that we're going to hang out together. We're going to watch that show. We're going to make popcorn. We're going to do whatever, you know? And so some of that type of intention that doesn't have to be going out. Uh, We also... 
have been fortunate to be able to take some trips just the two of us. And that has been really life-giving for mm-hmm. us. And so we plan for that. We save for that. We, you know, have family that fly in to help with our kids for that. Um, but that has been really helpful as well. Um, you know, and I'll be honest, just saying, hey, I don't feel connected right now. Right. And mm-hmm. being vulnerable in that has been really good for us. And so if you are noticing, man, we're, we're like two ships right now saying that aloud can just open the door, even just a crack to have change happen in your relationship. Mm-hmm. That's so good. What Enneagram is Matthew? He's a four. Okay. So like basically when we're good, we're really good. But when we're not good, it's like the most volatile combination you can have, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so <laughs> I can imagine that. So Jeff is an eight. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I can recognize things or I'm learning from you, but I'm a nine. So I feel okay. like we're really great together, but then also can be hard during conflict. Like, you know, because yes. I'm so sensitive yeah. and he's so stick to his guns type of guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, a four is really sensitive as well. So I can right. appreciate appreciate mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of can close off. And so I think that's why, you know, communication, communication, communication. Right. Um, I've been reading recently. I can't think of the exact title. You can maybe put it in your notes. Um, it's like the seven principles of a healthy marriage or something. It's by the Gottmans. Mm-hmm. And it, it talks in there just about the importance of conversation and just really knowing your spouse, like creating, a, they call it these love maps. I don't know if you're familiar with the no. Gottman's work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that idea of, you know, knowing someone so well that you you have like a whole love map of your story yeah. with them and who they are and not, not even just with them, but just what they like and what makes them tick and learning more about that and asking more questions. And so I feel like recently I've been in a season of, you know, tell me more about this, like just wanting to go even deeper and knowing who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really cool way to connect and hasn't costed a dime or, you know, anything yeah. more than just time mm-hmm. sitting talking. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Tell me more. What a good question. Um, okay. So is there anything else you want to mention about your book or topics to hit on that you're like, this is totally when I researched, this was a pain point And here is just an encouragement I want to share. Yeah. One thing that I would love to talk a little bit about, and I wonder if this struck you, Alyssa, is the concept of mental load. Mm. Uh, it was new to yes. me when I was researching the book and it has struck so many women as they've read Stretch Too Thin. And mental load is the largely invisible job of noticing and remembering. And it primarily falls on the woman in the house. Mm-hmm. So it's, oh, we need light bulbs. Oh, we need batteries. Oh, Ezra's underwear is too small. I need to get him some new underwear. Like all of those things mm-hmm. that go on in our minds yes. is a strain. It's a job. Mm -hmm. And it can be a huge burden and a huge source of stress. And I think when you tie it with the stress of running a home, a lot of times those go hand in hand for women. And so I'd love to just give women that vernacular of mental load. And that Mm -hmm. is a real thing for you. And being able to articulate that and articulate what that looks like in your own life can really bring freedom from feeling stretched too thin. Just Mm -hmm. saying, you know, like this morning, my kids are are already back to school in Nashville and they just started. And I had my husband doing the paperwork, which I don't understand why in 2000, in 2019, we can't get paperwork online, but no, we're (laughs) hand filling out every single, you know, phone number every single year. Right. Mm -hmm. And I hate doing it. I did 
half of it and then it had to be finished this morning and Matthew said I'll do it you know like you don't have to feel like you have to be the one to do it right mm-hmm. but like, that was on my mind that when I woke up this morning oh, I got to finish that paperwork and so just saying hey I need help with this this is on you know he wasn't thinking about finishing the paperwork but he was happy to do it right and mm-hmm. so think about what is the mental load that you're carrying and ask for help so that you can be free from some of it can really really change your life in a powerful way, even Mm -hmm. though it seems so simple. No. And honestly, I feel like for me personally, that is probably one of the biggest stressors. Like even last week, all of a sudden I looked around and all my kids had shot up and I'm like, they don't fit into any of their clothes. Like Cannon was still wearing 12 to 18 month pants (laughs) and he's three. I'm like, I need to go get clothes. And so, but it's so encouraging for you to say that. And I remember reading that in the book because I thought it was just me personally as a nine, like getting overwhelmed because I'm all of a sudden I think of one thing that they need. And then I'm like, all of a sudden I have like 20 things that I need to do or go look at and I can have a hard time prioritizing. And so I think even you saying that is such a relief to be like, okay, this is a thing that women we do. And I think Mm -hmm. having the, just the, um, what do you call that? To say like, as a wife and a mom, one of our jobs is to run a household. And that takes a lot of work. And I feel like it takes a lot of um, learning how to do it wisely. And it changes with different seasons of where you guys are at and work and your kids. And I just love that you said knowing what your mental load is and then what can you like delegate or pass off? Or maybe even going back to what you were saying at the beginning, what isn't realistic for you in this season? Like enough is enough or, you know, like you don't have to have the Pinterest perfect birthday party for your child. What can you do that is really special, but relieves you of the pressure. And, um, there have been multiple times where I'll come to the breakfast table and just be like, I'm just so overwhelmed and stressed out right now. And Jeff will be like, well, what are you thinking about? And all of a sudden I have like 15 things that I need to do. He's like, why don't you write it on a three by five card? And, prioritize it and see, I'll see what I can do and we'll just chip it off together. So I feel like that. And and I think that's so good that he said, Hey, we're going to do this together. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, I love that. And and good for you for being able to say that because so many women are afraid to say it because like you said, you know, they think they're, it's their job to run the house when Mm -hmm. guess what? Everyone's living in the house, so it can be everyone's job to help. Right. (laughs) You know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. just have to be yours. Mm -hmm. So um, I love that. I think you guys model that so well for us. And, um, but you still came to the table stressed, right? Like right. I still come to the table stressed. And so how do we kind of shift so that we're doing that less often? Mm-hmm. That's, do you, Sorry, write... I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just got so excited. Like, no, please do. Great. Sometimes I feel like my thoughts aren't really complete. And so I'm like, anytime you want, I'm used to Jeff, you know, <laughs> finishing my thoughts. Um, <laughs> Do you write down things that are on your mental load and do you go over oh, it with yeah. Matthew? And honestly, that- I think that just the act of writing it can mm-hmm. bring relief for right. me, just getting it out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I don't necessarily go through my list with Matthew in that way, but I will like either text him or make a list for when I get home to say, Hey, these are the things that I was thinking about that we need to go over, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, trying to be better at that. You know, I have been learning that it isn't necessarily best for him for me to shoot off like 10 different text messages as they're popping right. in my head. Like, 
well, that's relieving my mental load. It's creating stress for him. So what's a better way for me to do that? And so that's something that I've been learning and working on. And so kind of creating a list saying, okay, I want to talk to you about these things has been much better for him and then more helpful Mm -hmm. for us too, because we're kind of sitting down and having time to connect in, you know, a, a dedicated period instead of just me flipping off text messages as I'm thinking about right. it. Hey guys, I want to tell you about the last sponsor for this week, and that is Stamps.com. You know we love Stamps.com. I've actually been using them for like five plus years, even before they started sponsoring this show. Um, and they are really, really, really awesome because basically we all know no one has time to go to the post office. If you're busy, it just feels like another chore, another errand, another thing. And Stamps.com eliminates all that by making you not have to make a trip to the post office and they save you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. So if you don't know what they are, basically they bring all the amazing services of the U.S. post office right to your computer, whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle it with ease. Simply use your computer to print out official U.S. postage 24-7, any letter, any package, any class, anywhere you want to send. Um, And with stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail, uh, saving you time and money. So I want to hook you guys up, get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in LAS, L-A-S-T-S.com, enter LAS. There, okay, there have been times recently in the last like six months where I'll actually email Jeff because texting stresses him out. He's like, I won't, that's not my to-do list. So if you have something that you need to check into or something to talk about, just email it to me so I can be processing it. And then, and it has done wonders for our marriage. And so, and I know he works on the computer, so that just works for us. But I think sometimes as women, we can think, oh, that's so unromantic. He should already know what I need or what I'm going through. And I think just what you said, communicating and however you communicate as a couple, finding that little way and then making it happen is really important. And, and recognizing, you know, when maybe you're not doing something in a way that's helpful for mm-hmm. them and, yeah. and being willing to make that change, don't get upset about it. I think growing is part of relationship and recognizing that, you know, who we were 10, 15 years ago is not who we are now. And so right. sometimes mm-hmm. that means change in how we communicate as well. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Okay. So I have two questions before we end. Okay. One that are just, these could be lengthy or not. Um, I'm just thinking for myself, we're going into a season where sis is starting school and just more more working, more projects. And so I'm realizing we're going to need to be a lot more structured and communicate. So um, what would what advice would you give or what does that look like for you and Matthew at the beginning of the week? How do you guys like structure things to flourish? Um, and then also I would love to talk about just moms and feeling guilty and like, I know you've talked about things like providing time for yourself and communicating, but anything else you wanted to share on that? Cause I think we all feel that. Um, so what words of wisdom you would give that just free women from feeling that guilt? Well, I mean, those are not small questions, I know. <laughs> but I'm going to do my best here. So we'll start practically first with kind of like, what do you do? So um, we have a wipe off calendar in our house mm-hmm. and it's actually two calendars. So it's two months at a time. And that serves as kind of our 
family command center. It's got the weekly menu on it and it's got, you know, any permission slips are hanging from it. And then we write down everything on there. Lots of people use Google calendar and they share calendar and that sort of thing. We haven't gotten to a place where that is best for us. Whereas like looking at it in the kitchen really helps with, you know, what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then we have a daily check-in every morning for what is going on for that day. So today lies a soccer practice you're taking the kids to school, I'm taking Elias to school, you know, whatever that is, kind of the logistics, like mm-hmm. probably 6.30 in the morning, you know, an hour, hour and 15 minutes before we leave, you know, what's everything that we need to cover for the day. And that I think is really helpful. And then I check in almost every day at lunch. So Matthew works from home, I work at an office, and I will call him on my lunch break almost every day just to check in, see how he's doing, hear his voice, which I hate when I go a day when I don't hear his voice in the middle of the day. So hear his voice and then, like, just talk about, hey – I was thinking you were going to throw that soup in the crock pot. Are you able to do that? That's what I, you know, we didn't talk about dinner or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and so kind of that like midday check-in. And then I, I call at five when I'm on my way home. I'm on my way home. Need me to pick up anything, anything you need to tell me, you know, kind of like before I get in the door and there's kids and dinner and oh, all of the things. Smart. And mm-hmm. so that is what works really well for us. It's, it's not anything fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, on the weekend, we'll talk about, okay, what are your goals for the weekend? Usually like Friday night, what are your goals for the weekend? Is there anything you need to get accomplished? Cause again, I've got this like second job. And so right. I do have to work some mm-hmm. on the weekend, but we carve that out. And that's kind of just part of the way our family works that Matthew gets some time with the kids, usually Saturday morning while I'm going out and, you know, working for a few hours or I'm working during a nap or something like that, the kids don't even really notice it. So again, I don't feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what works, just lots of communication and um, and texting. I don't know what parents did before text messaging. <laughs> I, know, right? I guess they had really long notebooks, right? With all of them. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be a short list like I've got. And so then I mentioned guilt. So let's just talk about guilt for a minute. Mm-hmm. So stretch too thin subtitle is um, how working moms can lose the guilt. Like that's the first thing because so many of us feel guilty about so many different things. And what I've learned about guilt is there's actually two types of guilt. There's the guilt that basically is a lie that you're telling yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's not true. So there's a story that I shared in the video for the book about my daughter when she came home from kindergarten at the end of the school year. She had drawn these pictures of like four memories from the year. And one of them was her and daddy. Mm-hmm. And I saw that and just wept. I just mm-hmm. bawled right there on the couch with her right there, which normally I would try to keep myself together. I just lost right. it. Because I was like, she's going to remember mm-hmm. you at school, Matthew, you at school and me in an office. Mm-hmm. And I just lost it. And Matthew was like, that is not true. That is not what she's going to remember. That is not the mom that you are. Like she's in kindergarten. She remembered me and drew me in that picture because I was there last week, right? Like mm-hmm. this is this is not the story of her life and it's not the story of yours, right? So I needed him to correct that feeling of guilt that I had in that moment. Now, other times, guilt can point us to a change we want to make. So for instance, mm-hmm. I interviewed a woman who was feeling guilty because she always was missing her daughter because she worked on Thursday nights and on Friday nights, her daughter was at band for, you know, her high school band or whatever. So two nights a week, she was missing her and she felt really guilty about that. Well, she used that feeling of guilt to prompt her to talk to her boss and make a change in her schedule. So she then worked on Friday nights, the same night that her daughter was away Mm -hmm. and they could have Thursday together. So that guilt can Mm be a prompting for change. You know, that Mm -hmm. man, I feel guilty about this all the time. Is this because I want to do something different with how I'm spending my time? 
the resources that I'm putting into something, you know, like, is this pointing me towards something or is this not true? Am I feeling guilty because of something I'm seeing on social media, which is a curated feed that isn't even real anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Like, where is this coming from? And so I think if you've got trusted people in your life who can help speak into your life when you're feeling guilty, that is really powerful. And eventually you'll learn yourself to be able to say, this is not true. I am not a bad mom. This is not wrong for me to go out with my friends. Like this is good for me to go out and be with my friends. This is good for me to take care of myself. You know, if we Mm -hmm. look biblically, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. We focus so much on the love your neighbor part that we forget that we can't love our neighbor any better than how we're loving ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And so think about that. Like, Take care of yourself so that you can take care of everyone else. And don't feel guilty about that. Feel empowered by the time that you are spending on yourself and the time that you are spending doing work that you're called to do or spending Mm -hmm. time working maybe at a job that you don't love, but you're providing for your family, right? Like that is powerful Mm -hmm. and needed and important and valued. And it's not something that you should feel guilty for. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And I'm sorry. Um, I just love what you said because often I think, for me, I can think of guilt as like, that's not of the Lord, like, you know, no guilt or whatever. But I love what you said, the difference you made that half the time or whatever, it could be a lie. Like, is this a lie that I'm believing and what is the truth? Or I think it can point you to change. I think that is so important. And emotions are like... They're always telling us something about what we're believing. And so what are we believing in that moment? Are you being called to change or are you calling to just think about what's true? And I just love that you said that. And I also think it takes a lot of self-awareness, like you said, but also that that is a, what do you call that? Like um, a muscle that has to be worked out. Like the more that you work on things and think about things, the more you do become self-aware and you can differentiate more quickly or tell yourself the truth more. Um, And I love too that you just said, you talked it out with your husband because often I think when I'm believing a lie, I can keep thinking about it and thinking about it. And even if I know what's true, it still like is muddled in my head and I can still kind of believe it. But the moment I say it out loud or I say it to my husband or my friend, I'm like, oh yeah, that's not true at all. Or they can say, why do you think that? You know, and so I think, a lot of times it's just bringing it to the light too. It's so good. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. good. I'm Aww. glad that was encouraging. Jessica, thank you so much for being on today. And I'm so excited for your book. Um, where can people find you and where um, can they find your book? Yeah. So my favorite place to hang out is Instagram. So I have two mm-hmm. Instagram accounts, Jessica N. Turner, the N is for Nicole, Jessica N. Turner, and then Book Snobbery, which is my account that's totally dedicated to books because I love talking about books so much. <laughs> I needed to stop like talking about it all the time. And I, <laughs> I love it. Did a separate one. So Book Snobbery, if you like to read particularly fiction, that's sort of my jam. So um, those are my two favorite places to hang out. You can also find my blog, themomcreative.com, and all the information about the book, including where you can get it, which is pretty much everywhere. Amazon, mm-hmm. Target, you name it, Barnes and Noble, all those good stores. You can find that information at stretchtoothinbook.com and you can get the book in hardback or paperback now. The book oh, just released this amazing. week in paperback, which is so fun and makes it really affordable and um, mm-hmm. lightweight for you to, you know, pop in your briefcase or your purse and 
read it as you go. And the fun thing is if you get the paperback this week, they extended the pre-order offer. And so when you get it this week, you'll also get access to my online 10 day course called Stretch Too Thin. You'll get the ebook of My Fringe Hours, which is a book that'll really help you kind of dive into self-care for your own personal story and the audiobook mm-hmm. of Stretch Too Thin as well. So if you're like someone who likes to listen to a book, you can get it on the go and still have that hard copy as well. So all of those details and how to get those freebies are on Stretch Too Thin book. That's amazing. And I want to say I haven't finished the book yet, but just reading it, what I have read, it's so encouraging. And I feel like, Jessica, you're so good at just being that friend. Like, I feel like the moment I open that book, it's like, oh, like, I don't know. It just feels so welcoming and I feel so known and like, okay, yeah, I want to learn. I want to grow. I feel just like so at peace, like as if I'm just going out to eat with you and like, oh, thank you for just being that friend that pours that truth out on me. So guys, this book is amazing. Jessica is wonderful. Check her and her family out. And thanks so much for being on. Oh, thank you for having me, Alyssa. You're the best. <laughs>